Welcome to the journey of an esthete, a comprehensive examination of all things aesthetic, the arts, the humanities, and what it means to be human. concept that I'm working on is an EP that's going to include tracks and all of the tracks on that EP will be in 3-4 time or triple meter. Well, they're going to hear, uh, they're going to hear some, some pretty heavy jazz, I think. Uh, and it's kind of along with uh, some of the things that I've done in the past. You know, I, I've had compositions recorded before and uh, this will be just a continuation of the same. We're going to be doing this project uh, until we get it done. We're going to just, uh, you know, work on the tracks, complete them, record the other songs. Uh, some have not been chosen yet, but we are going to be uh, doing this and we hope that everybody just enjoys what we what we put together. Well I'm just looking forward to completing the project. Uh, getting the project completed and uh, we're gonna try to get it on all of this platform, just streaming and download platform, but I also plan on releasing it on vinyl. So we're gonna do this and uh, push it forward to the end and get it released and hope everybody enjoys it. We finally, we finally connected. We had a, we got a little technical, I guess, difficulties there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw you. I saw your incoming. Uh, call signal. I don't know what was happening. It said my speakers were muted or something. Well, it's technology. I don't know what to say. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Sometimes you do it, but I, I am so happy to do our reunion show. It's been, it, last time was July 2019. Yeah, right. July seven 2019. Months. Yeah, several months ago. <laughs> Well, the 2019, a little more than, than so, so two, almost two years ago. Oh, okay, 2019, I'm 2019. sorry. So okay. This is, a, this is a long overdue reunion, and and because it is a reunion, you're the second time on, on our show, uh, we're not going to proceed the usual way because people should know all about you and familiarize themselves with you and, and your accomplishments. And I guess the, the major reason for this show is to talk about your most recent project. Mainly, uh, which I'm, I'm really excited about, and you know, get into the into the weeds and talk as much as you want to about the recording, the composition, and and, and all the rest of it. How does that sound to you? That sounds great. We can go with that. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about anything else you want to, of course, too. But I, I was just really excited um, because, of, first of all, for one, I hear the recording sounds great. And the musicians sound great on it, and the, the music's, you know, I just love the music. So if you want to talk about, I guess, from the beginning, you know, either the genesis of these pieces or when they, you started writing them, or, and then how it came to be and, you know, the tech aspect of it, you know, going into the studio and whatever comes to your mind about that. Well, the, uh, the concept of this thing uh, uh, took place, uh, started taking place a couple of years ago. Uh, we kind of got together and decided that we were going to put something together that we could fit on uh, vinyl and wow, vinyl. Yeah, go go across the uh, streaming platforms mm -hmm. uh, just to do something independently. Uh, we had we have the songs. Uh, uh, the songs are not new. The ones that I've already recorded, they're not actually new. They were not made. Uh, specifically for this project, uh, okay. Some of the songs were uh, have been, you know, 
uh, batted around, uh, you know, with uh, with our group uh, uh, in, in different uh, formats uh, mm-hmm. over the last several years, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I decided to uh, uh, kind of narrow it down to a uh, uh, kind of a basic sextet, uh, octet kind of a uh, basic group, and and we're gonna, you know, probably do some some production techniques over that uh, as we go along. Yeah. Um. But the concept um, is to do an EP. Yep. Uh, and uh, we're gonna have about. Uh, I'm I'm gonna estimate that when we finish, we're gonna have about six tracks on that um, at the most. Well, that that's already, if I may, if I may add a point, that's already a lot of music. Six tracks is a lot, and um, and it's a good amount. And um, I'm fascinated now. In the beginning of our talk, you mentioned vinyl, and now you're talking about EPs. So, do you mind breaking that down a little bit for the listener? Because it's a lot of um, a lot of choices there, formats. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, you know, vinyl never never really went away and uh, you know there's a lot of interest in it now especially you know people who uh, you know invested you know thousands in equipment that they never got rid of when the uh, uh, CDs and uh, streaming platforms came along uh, mm-hmm. there's still some serious collectors out there yep. and uh some serious equipment out there ready to be used. Uh, so, so what we decided to do is uh, the uh, EP format uh, will probably be on vinyl in, in 10 inch or maybe even a 12 inch, uh, but normally an EP would be a 10 inch um, recording. And uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, get that taken care of by uh Doing it ourselves, we're going to hope that maybe a major uh, a major label will pick it up for mm-hmm. better distribution. But we aren't counting on that this time. We're going to do do it ourselves and mm-hmm. and see where it goes. We we figure that there's enough interest there, and the music uh, will speak for itself. Oh, and, absolutely. And we'll we'll go ahead and uh, have a good concept of. Uh, We'll go ahead and do it with the streaming platforms and mm-hmm. the other platforms that are available, CDs and what what have you. But uh, our main interest will be on uh, uh, doing a jazz, quasi-jazz uh, uh, project uh, with a, um, uh, you know, with the liner notes and uh, yeah. with a with a very uh, 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 decent uh, cover and, uh, you know, we're going to go, we're going to kind of go with the throwback idea. We want to, yeah. you know, we want people to, you know, see, uh, you know, the musicians, uh, you know, see see how when we recorded it, we're going to be very accurate with the information on the, when we recorded and where we recorded yeah, uh, I think that's something that's missing now. You know, with the oh, yeah. product that's out there now, the uh, listener and the consumer just doesn't get enough information. Uh, and I think they've grown. Sadly, they've grown used to that. And uh, you're, you're right about that. I have a lot of strong feelings. I'm totally with you on that. I mean, one of the big problems, of course, with the internet, there's many problems. But one of it is when they when they when they put up classic music. Or older songs or older, even whether it's classical or it doesn't matter the genre, jazz, they'll leave out the most important things. They'll leave out who the musicians are or the date it was recorded. And sometimes even worse, they'll have the wrong date on there. Something, some, something would have been recorded in 1982 and the only date you see is the date it was put on the computer. So it'll be like, <laughs> so it'll be like 2019. And so you'll see something, you know, like if, if I'm listening to blue, one of your compositions, Blue Lights, you know, it is, so somebody could could you know so somebody of not not the greatest uh, character, whatever could could not even give the correct information or you know, I have a <clears throat> I have an album called Sonic Text by Joe Farrell, and on vinyl, it's one of my favorite albums. 
but I imagine probably on YouTube, somebody just put it up in 2018 and it'll say 2018. Mm. It won't even mention 1980 with Freddie Hubbard and George Cable the way it should be, the way it was. So yeah. I didn't mean to go on for so long. I'm just, uh, I'm sympathetic to your- No, I, it's very important that you said that because uh, actually the uh, the way things are now, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, they're just convoluted out there. The, uh, the streaming- uh, uh, the download platforms, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's very difficult. I mean, there's a lot of uh, uh, difficulty with the uh, the cash flow. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with uh, keeping uh, keeping your publishing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, keeping the logistics and the administrative elements of recording in place with. The streaming platforms and everything, they, they've come along and they've just shot through, you know, all of the basics. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a battlefield out there right now. It's a minefield for oh, the musician. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's another reason why I'm having you on my show is because you not only do you know everything that's going on, but you're, you know, you're a composer and trombonist musician, but you're also... You have decades as experience in production and engineering and all aspects of the music business, you know, business aspects and, and black jazz records and, and strata West, I guess it was. And, um, uh, so you're someone that knows about everything that's going on. And I like the fact that you said independent, you know, the first thing you said in our, in our, in our, um, discussions, you know, by any means necessary independently, if, if, a, if a big label comes along, that's fine, but it has to be done the right way. So, Well, one advantage that the uh, Internet has offered, along with the disadvantages, be the uh, musicians uh, uh, and the artists will have a direct pipeline, mm -hmm. although it is a, a bit... Uh, it's a bit tight to operate within, uh, but the musicians will have a direct pipeline to the audience, to yeah, the uh, that's true. to the consumer. That's true. And uh, we plan to take full advantage of that. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, uh, it, it's a growing process. I mean, the the whole uh, production process these days is uh, morphing into different elements on a practically on a daily basis. I mean, you know, there's, I mean, there's so many things going on now in the uh, distribution areas and the uh, uh, release areas. I mean, uh, not only have we been talking, you know, beyond vinyl into uh, areas such as streaming and downloading, but now, uh, you know, people are beginning to you know, talk about um, more advanced things like uh, blockchains and huh. uh, bitcoins, and right. uh, you know, it, it's so. So you know, you have to really kind of zero in on uh, you know where you plan to attack that because there's so many fronts out there that you have to deal with when you're releasing a product of producing and putting out a product, mm -hmm. especially independently when you don't have the arm of the uh, major labels mm -hmm. with their distribution network, um, you have to kind of narrow your focus mm -hmm. and decide which way you're going to pursue this and, and, and be nimble enough mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, go into other areas as they come up. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, I, I, I do, I do feel that. And I, and I, um, if, if you don't mind me, uh, uh, changing subject a little bit, um, and talking about the musical content, because I love these pieces, uh, the waltz and the changes and the, um, but yet you said they are pieces that are older, slightly older. They're not brand new. So do you mind talking about how you, you rework material like that for a new condition, like a new, you're in a new recording studio, or what? What? Uh, anything you want to say about the writing of the music and changes you're making, if any, to meet uh, you know new pr purposes or meet new uh, 
instrumentation or orchestration or whatever? Well, that's an interesting question because, um, you know, as a composer, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you know, each piece, uh, you know, each creation has its own life. And, uh, you know, sometimes, I mean, I've written pieces where they've been recorded once or I've, they haven't been recorded at all, or yeah. you know, sometimes you know they they're played uh, occasionally. Sometimes they you know you, you know they they fall in different categories. But sometimes you come up with pieces that you know have this life of their own, and right. you you just um, you just keep tinkering with them, you know, until you. Uh, you know, you you feel that maybe what you created at one point is not really uh, where it should end up, or, you know, or, or has more life to it. And that's yep. uh, like, uh, for instance, one of the tracks uh, I did uh, or, that I'm doing and already the basics of have already been uh, has already been recorded would be the uh, Blue Pixels. Blue Pixels, that's right. Now that that's track, the first thing I looked at, I believe. That, yeah, yeah. That track started out called Pixels, and it was uh, we first started messing with this track in 2006 or seven, I think. Wow. Okay. And we just kind of played around with it, have different versions of it, and uh, I decided that that would be. Uh, one of the important tracks on the EP, so mm -hmm. I reworked it. Uh, you know, gave it, you know, gave it some new life, gave new life, a few new parts. Yeah, yeah, a few new parts. Uh, uh, you know, added a little here, and you know, kind of uh, tweaked it, as they would say. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, I, I think that this version. Uh, we'll we'll probably go ahead and be the, the the version that we'll go ahead and put to bed. You know, we'll we'll, we'll say that we've pretty much this worked is it. Piece. This is a time. Yeah, we'll, we'll pretty much have worked it for what it, what uh, what we can get from it. Uh, Three jazz, one of the other yeah. tracks. Uh, we've been recording different versions of that and playing with that for decades. Yeah, that's an older. That's the one. I think the oldest one of the of the pieces, right? The three yeah, we, we've done several versions of that with various groups. Uh, and uh, so we, we, we think this will, will be along the same lines. This will be probably be uh, the highlight of, of that composition. You know, those compositions, they have, as I said earlier, they have a life. And, uh, you know, they, they carry themselves where they want to be taken, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, so along with that, uh, the other tracks that I have in mind, uh, a couple will be new, mm -hmm. and a couple will be sort of new, if that makes sense. <laughs> Why? Well, uh, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm I, writing I, some new material. Absolutely. A couple of tracks is going to be actually some, some, you know, brand new compositions. And the other two will be things that we've tinkered with before. Mm. Um uh, uh, several years, uh, we, we're gonna, you know, just kind of bring that, bring those to life. So, as I said, we're gonna. It, it looks like we're gonna wind up with uh, six pieces. Yep. Uh, for for that, uh, and we're not trying to uh, make them uh, any style or any mm -hmm. uh, length or, or, or anything, we're just going to record them. They're going to mm -hmm. pretty much all have, one one thing that I think you like about it is that they're going to pretty much all have various instrumentation. The instrumentation oh, is going to be slightly different on each yeah. track, and that's going to offer, I think, a lot of variety for the ear, you know? Well, you know, this is, I'm going to give you a very big compliment because when I first when I first heard, and these were raw, I think you were telling me this is the raw, uh, not the final uh, cut, the raw cut. I, I I said, if I listen to a minute of that, I could swear that's a Bobby Hutcherson. <laughs> that's, how good, that's how good it was. This was like a Bobby Hutcherson and George Cable's cut from back in the day. And I thought, wow, that's, that's tremendous. And writing like that. So, I mean, so it just it sound, sounded good. Well, but I guess just, you know, you know. A, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people who, the musicians, let's, the, because very few people have really, you know, 
heard what we're doing, you know, the engineers and the musicians. And the, the feedback that I get from the, you know, from the technical people is, wow, man, this, uh, this is, sounds retro. It sounds mm-hmm. blue notish. It sounds, uh, you know, it, 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 it has a retro feel to it. And, you know, that's something that they picked up, yeah. you know. And the musicians kind of feel the same way, but, you know, although that's going to be the basics of these, of, of the ones, especially the ones, the two that you've heard, yeah. um, we're going to carry them a slight, a little further, you know, uh, I call I call what I have basics, mm-hmm. you know, um, we'll, we'll play around with these, uh, uh, you know that's that's my style of production. A lot of people like to just go in, and cut the track, and the, the track what they have. That's what they have. But you know, I always I always like to go ahead and uh, fill out. Oh yeah, what I'm hearing. Well, you, you know, you're known for that. From what I understand, you were real. I don't know if the word is perfectionist. I guess some would say it's perfectionist, or you you know you wanted to get it. You wanted to get get it right. You wanted to you know when you. And you're not gonna you're not gonna stop doing something until it's the you know the way you want it, the um, and you know that's a that's a. I kind of I, I kind of wish more people worked that way than than not. But I mean, yeah, but you were saying yeah. you were saying that um you have the freedom to do that. I think you were telling me because you didn't have this record company breathing down your neck was your expression. Do you think that that helps you to be able to get it the right way? You feel you have the freedom and. You don't have stress. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, you know, I've, I've been I've been lucky uh, for the most part to, uh, you know, have my my work pretty much recorded like I wanted to be recorded. There were instances where the larger the company, usually the more they want to get involved in telling you, you know, what what you should do. You know, it, that's, that's been my experience. Mm-hmm. You know, for instance, like uh, you know, one project, for instance, like the uh, the Freddie Hubbard project I did. You know, we yeah, we splash. didn't. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, you had to fight tooth and nail to uh, with the label to you know to get what you you had in mind. We left a lot of stuff on the shelf, actually. That's so, are there th- are there cuts from that album that never never were released that are that were still in the vault? And is it Columbia Records, right? It was Columbia or Fantasy? Who was that? Which label was that? Well, was that Fantasy or was that? Well, we cut we cut some things with Fantasy that uh, uh, that never got released, but we had a yeah. we were lucky enough to have a production agreement that uh, you know we would retain all, retain the rights to the masters. Yeah. For all of the uh, uh, outtakes and uh, uncut material, uh, so some of that stuff is on the shelf, and I have access to it actually. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> I would yeah. love to. Yeah, we're 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 working on something right now. I, I I can't fully get into all the details, but we're working on something right now where some of that. Uh, stuff will will see the light of day uh, after all these years. So, so you're saying on that particular album there was more, more. Um, I don't know what the correct word that you had. You were butting heads with some of the exec record executives or about things. Well, because well, yeah, you know, uh, you know, we had to sit down with uh, people that didn't know a lick about music. You know, <laughs> lawyers, oh, lawyers and accountants oh, and man. people like that. You know, bottom line people. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, you know they uh, they were looking at the uh, budget. You know yeah. that was uh, the main topic was always the budget. The budget. You know, well, on that particular project, you're using a larger ensemble, right? Didn't you have a have some some strings and some singers and and um, uh, but right? I mean, but if I'm remembering correctly, and you had a really good lead vocalist, and you had some yeah. But, well, but I, well, I would think I would think that that wouldn't be a, you know, what I'm thinking is that that's not unusual. I mean, you 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 know, of course, we're very familiar with that kind of uh, that kind of instrumentation and those kind of projects. So, well, we were trying to do something different, right? And uh, 
you know, I think in the record company's mind, they wanted Freddie Hubbard or CTI. You know, they wanted a quintet or, right. you know, sextet. And that, you know, and uh, Fred and I figured that we wanted to try something different. Yep. Uh, and I think that I think an artist should, uh, whether it works or not, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't please all of the fans sometimes. Yeah. It brings on new fans. Mm -hmm. uh, and it pleases some fans. But I think the artist should have the prerogative and the right to experiment, to do something yeah. different. Uh, you know, I've always been against pigeonholes and... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I've never wanted to be placed in in a box. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a. I agree with you. I was just rereading one of my favorite favorite books, um, Hampton Hawes's book, uh, "Raise Up Off Me." Um, <clears throat> you've read you've read that, I'm sure. But there's a there's a chapter where he's talking about Watts, and he's reflecting on. Um, I think he says in there, there's just really he doesn't believe in any labels. He says, I don't like any of the labels. Yeah, I agree. And I, he says, I have the good music, bad music. Yeah, yeah, I had the experience, the great experience of uh, uh, chatting with Hampton Hawes a couple of times. Uh, Whoa, you know Henry Henry Franklin was his bassist. That's true in the early seventies. That's true. Yeah, so you got to meet Hampton Hawes. Yeah, and uh, so I, I I I know I. Although we never discussed it directly, I got the feeling that that's where his head was. Uh, yeah. You know, he was not, he was about the music. He was not about labels. Uh, the, uh, you know, all of the fringes of it. Everybody needs an anchor in life. You, me, just everybody. Anchor made this whole show possible. I'm immensely grateful to them. You too can use Anchor to make your own shows and create your own vision. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, but, you know, getting back to what you were saying about the instrumentation, um, you know, I've always liked to, uh, you know, just be a little different with the instrumentation, even if it's just one instrument. You know, I like to have, have a slightly different, um, you know, just biting off of what's, you know, what's, what's standard, what's been there. You know, I like to, you know, try to take, take chances and take it in a, uh, another direction, you know, and I've, I've, I've done that and mm -hmm. the jazz projects that I'm involved in and, and even the more commercial type prom, uh, projects that I get involved in, I always try to maybe do something a little different instrumentation wise. Um, I think it's um, I think it, I think it, it's exciting to the ear. I think the ear oh, can perceive. Yeah, when the ear can perceive. Huh, I mean, that's that's your little edge that you have as a production a producer is you know to have to have a different sound to have yeah. something that might you know just because it's slightly different you know it'll perk up a little attention to it. Mm -hmm. Well, I can say that this this new, your new project, just the sheer presence of the vibes, is already something you don't hear every day. Mm. That's that's uh, so beautiful. And I thought, wow. Um, and the, you've done combinations like that before: guitar and vibes and flute. What are what are some 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 th projects you've done? Well, I have two questions about that. Is is there any project that comes to mind where you really did something? totally off the beaten path um, at, at the period or the time and and pulled it off that you have a memory of in, in orchestration um, and then I had another question after that but uh, but I'll, I'll just well um, I, I think that we I think that we did um, I think we did some things a little different um, when we were doing the black jazz stuff and yeah. uh, Catalyst record stuff, uh, but we had we had uh, compositions that had English horn on it. Oh yeah, English uh, horn. Uh, Charles Owens was playing the English horn, and uh, we had some things where uh, where I would double on the on the um, euphonium. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And, uh, you know, we have things we were, I, I would think that we were one of the first groups to really utilize the uh, analog synthesizer. Yep. Uh, Historically, so, that's true. Yeah. You're, so, absolutely, you're absolutely yeah. right about that. Yeah, that. We, uh, yeah, we didn't use the synthesizer like... Uh, uh, as a melodic uh, type of instrument, we used it for, you know, for colors and texture, textural uh, textures. Yeah. You know, we, we, I mean, you know, I, I even figure you use a, a, a synthesizer, you know, like a, 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 a big time organ was not something that we really felt was. <laughs> Yeah, was, was really that important. We wanted to get yeah. the meat out of, sure. you know, those uh, uh, different things that were involved in the synthesizer at that time. You know, uh, um, you know what they call the envelopes and the, uh, you know, frequency modulation. You know, I mean, all the technical stuff. You know, we wanted to dig down in it. You know, there were other guys doing it in Underwood. There were guys that were doing it. You know, uh, but. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's just been been a thing that I've done as a writer a lot, down through the years. Uh, just uh, you know, I'm I'm fortunate I think to be able to hear these things. You know, mm -hmm. I can, can kind of hear these arrangements in my head. You know, and I kind of say that what that's really what I think is going to sound nice. And yeah. you know, thankfully, you know, for the most part, when I when I when I finalize it, it, it comes out pretty much. As you like write. I, you know, like I planned it, mm -hmm. and I think I sent you, Mitch. Um, prior to us even doing this, I think I sent you. You know, I mean, I do a lot of pre-planning. You know. Yep, you do. I think I sent you what we call the mini sketches of some of these yes. tracks. Yes. Long before they were. Uh, recorded live. I can, so I, I have those, and I can tell you they're total confidential. No one will see them. Total, they're probably, yeah, but I, I, you sent me. Well, in, in, in having those, I think you can, can, can compare yes. those with what we did, and, and I think you can see where, where I'm coming from. Oh, you mean the evolution uh, of, of over time? Of the, of the, right. Oh, that's interesting. What I, what I plan to do, and that, see, I mean, it's the possibility. You know, I'm always thinking of options. Mm -hmm. What I might do is, uh, and this is just something that I've thought about, and I've shared it with a couple other people, other than sharing it with with uh, with you now and with with the audience now. Mm -hmm. Is a, uh, you know, I might put a bonus five inch or a bonus seven inch uh, in with the package, or, or or maybe in with the first couple of, maybe with the first hundred or so of the mini version, just to, you know, just to. Uh, just to show, you know, how how these things come along, you know. I don't think that's been done before. I don't know if it's something viable. I haven't made a final decision on it. Mm -hmm. But if I don't do it that way, uh, in the promotions, yeah, in, in our promotions, uh, we're going to put the MIDI versions in there just to give. We're going to put, in other words, we're going to put some of the older versions of the songs uh, in there to show what we're doing and we're, we're pretty big on promotion yeah. you know we figure that you know if we do the promotions mm -hmm. um, and, and do our the work ourselves it'll be less you know for a company to say to say well you know we can't you know we can't uh, work with you because uh, we have to promote it and mm -hmm. all that so we're doing a lot of uh we're doing a lot of self-promotion. We've already come out with a that video, yeah, a video, yeah. and we we have a couple other videos in the work, and and uh, we're going to document this thing, and and maybe even uh, tie everything together uh, once it's finished with a documentary. Uh, mm. Well, we, that documentary we will be will be exciting because we'll get to look more at that recording studio. Which is really, you might want to say a few words about that place. That's a that's something that studio. Well, yeah. uh, it's it's a hidden gem here in uh, Northeast Florida. Uh, that uh, uh, in uh, uh, NSF North Florida Sound Studios, uh, uh, they they've done a 
they've done a great job out there, and they're still building. Uh, they're look, they're at, they're doing a lot there. I think they're planning on putting some uh, movie sound stages out there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, is. Uh, the owner of that the facility, and uh, they have a great staff. And uh, of course, uh, I'll be using them on the larger projects. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't find a, a better studio anywhere. I, I, I haven't. Well, uh, from what from what I saw in that video, I you know they used to use the word awesome more sparingly than they do now. <laughs> you know, today people say awesome yeah, about everything. Yeah, I mean but they're digital video, and analog. I but, mean they do it all. They got. Yeah. Great mastering facility, and of course, uh, you know I use, uh, as I said, I'll use them on the larger projects, and then I have a couple of studios that I use for smaller projects and some of my mix downs, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it all depends on you know uh, budget, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know uh, restrictions on time and mm-hmm. the availability of musicians and. You know, a lot of factors fall in place there, but uh, that studio uh, is uh, really, mm-hmm. as you said, it's awesome. It's a powerful place to work and uh, great staff and uh, the musicians uh, can't can't say enough about the musicians. Uh, yep. they're all uh, they're all local, uh, and and that was. I mean, I had the opportunity to. Uh, record this uh, album wherever I wanted to. I mean, I had I had um, a budget that was set up where I could have, you know, gone on the West Coast and recorded. Yeah, I was I was a little bit mis uh, I, I I misunderstood. I thought you were just going to automatically use uh, Theo Saunders and Henry Frank Franklin and those California. People, but yeah. then you corrected well, me and said, "Oh, this is a Jacksonville. This is a Florida project." So, oh. yeah. Well, we, you know, we tossed it around. Uh, yeah. uh, Henry had had the option to uh, to to do these uh, tracks, but uh, uh, you know, he he was moving in, into kind of another direction, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I I got in touch with him and, and told him that I had an interest in going ahead and. I had first offered a couple of these tracks to him for his band. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I had, uh, uh, yeah, I told him that I would like to go ahead and, uh, you know, since he was moving in a d- different direction, yeah. to to have the option to go ahead and record it myself. And I also had the option to go up uh, up the East Coast, up to mm-hmm. New York, and and pick some musicians. I had talked to a few guys up there, mm-hmm. but uh, I decided that. Look, we got this great studio here. Oh yeah, got to use. We got up and coming musician. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that this would be a good time to, um, to do it all, um, to do it all as I would say locally. You know. Mm-hmm. It, it it it's it's working out. Uh, I'm I'm very pleased with uh, uh, what's going on. I, I don't have as much experience with some of the musicians uh, that I had with uh, musicians like Henry, who I've worked with for decades off right. and on. Right. Um, and I've worked with several other musicians locally that's on these projects on on uh, many occasions, some on just that one occasion. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and and uh, and with the ones that I'll be doing, uh, the upcoming ones, uh, I'll probably be using a, a different set of musicians. Some will be a core that I'll keep. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be trying different guys. You know, I don't I don't want the sound to become, you know, stagnant with one sound. You know, I want different guys doing different things. You know, it's it sounds like when you do projects that you change uh, every piece of music is totally unique, and you don't want it to be. You want the it's almost like the composition is guiding all the other choices. So it's a real composition, you know, composition. So you're saying, you know, I don't want the same lineup, you know, ten- tenor and trumpet. I may want to have a guitar. I may want to have a, 
So you want it, so it's to service the composition, I guess. The exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said I, be, I fully believe that uh, that a composition is a uh, you know total entity in itself. You know, it it kind of dictates hmm. uh, what to do. I I I, I let it I let it uh, kind of guide me how to take care of it. You know, uh, I, I try to treat it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I wanted to um, ask you about a couple things from the past. Now, I was surprised you. Uh, I posted on my um, well, a couple things. I posted a, the poster for Fun with Dick and Jane, the movie. And you, yeah, you had told yeah, me. That I you, saw that, and I, I know I, you commented on it. So, what do you have to say about that? Because I, I, I know you've done film work, but that was something. That's a whole other. That was a that was one of the most interesting uh, uh, projects that I had a a, a chance to experience. Um, There was a Hollywood insider guy that 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 we all knew. that I mean, you know, he he, you know, he knew when the when these movies were, <clears throat> pardon me, he knew when these movies were about to come out, mm-hmm. you know, when they were in the right. planning stage before they even had pictures, you know. I mean, he just knew things, you know. He knew he knew people, mm-hmm. and he knew how to, uh, you know, and he was a go getter. Yeah. So uh, he came to us in I think late nineteen seventy five. Well, the movie is 77, so um, would have it happened that many years before production, or was it? Well, yeah, he came to us and said there was a movie in the works. I see, yeah. And uh, he, he would, and he was, uh, he knew some, uh, he knew some people that were involved in the production. <clears throat> he was uh, uh, involved as, as a, uh, I, I don't know how to describe him. He was, he, he wrote for for one of the uh, papers out there, one of the, uh, you know, one of the uh, paper variety or uh, news, one of the, one of the Hollywood, papers. Hollywood Reporter Variety. Or, yeah, yeah. I, he, I'm a little he, puzzled he, about something about that. Now, I know that movie very well. I've seen it many times. Um, and I know all the musical cues and all the songs in that movie. But one of the things that always irritated me about that movie is that they leave a lot of credits out. Like even at the very end, there's some songs in there and things, and I didn't see any credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of noticed that too. And that was really one of the things that we were were doing. Uh, what he did was uh, he knew one of the producers, mm-hmm. and uh, so what happened was. You know, he was getting this feedback from the producers and giving and said the producer had told him, well, look, I haven't made a decision on that music yet. So, you know, if you want to go ahead and put something together for me, fine. So uh, this guy assembled something great. I mean, he had. Well, yeah. First of all, first of all, uh, he he uh, his name was Duke Monday. Yes, and, that, and we, we called him Duquesne because that's how he spelled it. Yeah, um, uh, he um, he he put together a, a fantastic group of composers and musicians. Yeah, uh, different genres of people. I mean, he just grabbed people he knew, and I was surprised. Mm-hmm. We were using um, Johnny Otis's studio, for instance, to record most of the stuff. Interesting, huh? And uh, he was going to use, he had some songs, we were going to use some songs and some different cues, uh, different instrumentation. And he uh, had uh, talked with uh, uh, Coder and Taylor Perkinson to do all of the the standard orchestration parts, you know, the the Hollywood-style parts that would fit the... You know what I'm saying? I know. I know all the cues. Like I said, I know that movie well, and that's why I'm asking you, because there's 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 regular music cues like where they're do, going on a heist and the sort of spies, the spy sounding music. But then there's straight up rhythm and blues songs with. Yeah, yeah, that's what. I and I, ask you know, and I would think, and admit, I'm not gonna, 
I, I don't know this for sure, but let me just say, I think uh, where the school family wound up, I think they took a lot of what we were, you know, what our idea was for this thing. I mean, uh, there was a theme song that was written uh, that was, to me, to me now. I've seen the movie a couple of times, you know, and I can kind of compare what they did with what we were uh, going to do. Uh, and, and the theme song that uh, we came up with, I can't remember the uh, the young lady that uh, wrote it. She was... Uh, she, she she used to open up for a lot of people at the Troubadour and uh, oh yeah Los a- yes Los Angeles yeah you know she was a folk so she came up with this very uh, uh, nursery rhyme type thing mm-hmm. and uh, you know we had a we had a main theme for it we had some R and B stuff we had some jazz oh. jazz stuff and and we and like I said uh, Coldridge. Uh, very underestimated guy he had some orchestral cues that were that were powerful, you know. And yeah. we actually never really got a chance to to record a lot of the nope. stuff. But what happened was uh, they decided to go in the direction that they uh, went in. I think the school was ahead of its time, and I think huh. it was the wrong time for the people to that were involved. If you understand what I'm saying, we had sugar. Sugar Otis, Sugar Otis was was had done a couple of tracks for yes. it, and uh, so I I don't think the producers were were ready for uh, you know for the type uh, track that, that we had, and and I, I'm not sure if they were ready for most of the personnel that we had doing it at mm. the time. Uh, so but, so what you're saying is that there's this whole other soundtrack. That we've never heard, that was never utilized in the final, the final um, cut, I guess. And because I'm hearing you, just, I'm hearing you describe it, and they went with this this kind of generic rock song over the credits with some um, a male rock band, I guess, singing. Yeah, and yeah. I don't believe that that's what the. So that sounds far less interesting. All of it sounds far less interesting than what you're describing. Yeah, yeah, we to, uh, we had it, we had it down. Uh, yeah. What happened was uh, uh, the it, it it got into it got into a slightly legal issue at the wow. end. What happened was uh, I think there was some kind of disclaimer where uh, you know the, all, all the songs that were done that had reference to the movie, mm-hmm. uh, you know they were. I think there was some compensation involved, but uh, those were were not to be used with reference to the movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, it never really, uh, it, it began to, as time went along, as the, as the movie began to develop, you know, we, you know, do let us know that uh, uh, the uh, producers uh, and the director were, were going into another direction. But I'll tell you, I'm proud of what we were, what we were doing. I, as I said, I think it was a little ahead of its time. And I think they copied a little of what we were doing because what we had was a combination of, 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 specific tracks uh remember we we hadn't seen any shot we hadn't seen anything we were doing all of this from ideas from scripts and i don't even think i don't when we first started on this thing they i don't think they even had a director yet also it was before they got ted kotcheff yeah ted was signed on i guess at the last the last yeah so so they so they they went the uh, in another direction, but I, I I'll tell you and 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 I don't know whatever happened to uh, any of those uh, those tracks. They just kind of dwell away. But I mean, we had people on uh, we had people on these uh, uh, demos like uh, Kurt Lightsy was on it. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, Kurt Lightsy played some played played a, a probably a, vendor a, a piano a piano solo on one track oh. I think it was just him playing and, uh, and like I said we had uh, uh, we had guys from we had rock guys on it we had rhythm and blues guys jazz guys come on Sanduza was on it hmm. Uh, you know, I was on it. Uh, we had, uh, I can't remember who the trumpet player was. And, and like I said, uh, uh, 
uh, Coldridge had 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 uh, uh, gotten a contractor to put together a small chamber orchestra to do all of the you know those those type of parts. You know those movie score parts. You know what I mean? Yes. Those orchestra type things. Yeah. And uh, he he was uh, you know uh, people. I'm not really familiar with him, but he he was a hot shot with the with his orchestration and with his writing. You know, uh, people need to get familiar with the uh, Coldridge Taylor Perkinson. If where they're not, you, where would you um, place him? So he's a favorite of you. You really liked his writing and what he did. Coldridge Perkinson liked his style and the way he. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I, I met coaches uh, through Gene Russell. They were they were oh, pretty okay. good friends. They were pretty good friends. Uh, no, I, you know, I liked him because you know I I, I was always interested in uh, uh, you know the, uh, the classical music too, and uh, mm-hmm. you know we used to sit down and talk scores, and yeah. uh, I always liked like what he did. Uh, uh, you know, we uh, we knew. Uh, uh, Ollie Wilson also oh, yeah. from up at Berkeley. And I, I, I knew Ollie when he was at the Florida A and M. Ollie when Ollie taught theory and composition mm-hmm. at Florida A and M before he became a uh, uh, composition instructor out at, U, uh, at UC Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And uh, all those guys, him and Coach, those, those guys used to you know hang out. And, uh, they had a series uh, on Columbia Records called uh, Black classical composers or something like that and they oh, they all had all of the the, the, the uh, classical musicians uh, well, I, right I remember that series I yeah. as a child I I think I had that series yeah, yeah, some interesting stuff on there. I tried well, to get some stuff on there no, myself at one time, but they, no, they, 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 that, that was a dynamite. It was a box set, I think. Was it a box yeah, set? Yeah, I think they came out in volumes and they eventually yeah. boxed it. But uh, yeah, there was, some, there was some good stuff on there, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but anyway, getting back to that, uh, you know, those, that movie thing uh, during those days, uh, yeah. there was a lot going on out there. You know, uh, like there were a lot of people writing. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of movies that uh, that barely made it or never uh, made it that were great movies. Uh, there were a lot of uh, uh, there were a lot of mo- movies being done. This is all before. John Singleton and Spike Lee and people like that, you know, there were people yeah. out there like, uh, of course, Melvin Van Peebles. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, uh, Lincoln Kilpatrick, mm-hmm. uh, Jamal Fanaka. No, these were these were all guys that I, you know, that you know that I would, uh, you know, always be uh, talking to about doing scores for things that either the budget didn't come through or they fell through, or uh, it was a it was it was tough it was tough for you know in Hollywood mm-hmm. in those days if you didn't do if you weren't on that A list uh, black exploitation thing and you know very few people were. Interesting. Uh, you, you didn't uh, you didn't get too much of a shot, and I, I mean, I and I can name the uh, African American guys that were getting any kind of work out there at that time uh, in movies. On one hand, I mean, you know, yeah, they're just very, they're just very few. I mean, if you didn't, you know, get on a uh, all black uh, production, uh, your chances were pretty much. Uh, Right near zero for getting, uh, uh, you know, getting any work done in the movie in the movie field. Mm-hmm. So that so be that, but that's how it was. Yeah. Well, that that remind, reminds me. It's a little maybe separate topic, but maybe related. Um, you were you were talking about a a, a concert you did that sounded like a dynamite lineup. And I was really surprised. You did something. It was at Dante's, right? I believe the club was Dante's, and you you, you said it was Carmen McRae and Dinah Washington. Oh, oh, well, actually, uh, what happened was, uh, well, you know, what a, what a Fred, lineup. Fred, yeah, Freddie Hubbard. Uh, yeah, right. Freddie uh, they were Fred Hubbard were very good friends with Carmen and and uh, and uh, Dinah Washington. They they, they were very uh, good friends and. Uh, 
so so what happened was uh, they we used to go out and sit in with 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 them whenever they worked, you know. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. When they had their uh, their cr- group. Had they quote trios mm-hmm. out there, you know, like we go out and sit in and play a few numbers. Mm-hmm. They would let us, you know, play a couple of numbers with their rhythm section That's while they took while they took a break or something, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was all through uh, through Freddie. Freddie, mm-hmm. I mean, they were they, they were they were very good friends. I was surprised how how, how much good friends they are. A lot of musicians I knew were, uh, you know, good friends with, uh, the, you know, with, with female singers, you know, just, I mean, musically, you know. Uh, right. Well, just, fe- female singers like Carmen McRae or Dinah Washington were almost like horn players, right, in their, in their ability. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so it makes sense to me that they would, they would be hanging out with music instrumentalists and wouldn't mind them taking solos. And, and that's yeah, total yeah. Sense. yeah. Yeah, they were, they were. They were they were fun people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were fun people. Like for instance, the, uh, uh, another another musician that you know was very friendly with was uh, Johnny Hammond and uh, Nancy Wilson. Mm. Uh, you know, we we did a couple of things uh, together that uh, never saw the light of day. Uh, Johnny produced them. You know. Oh, so you were? You mean Johnny Hammond, the key, the organist and keyboardist, or? Yeah, he was at that time. Yeah, at that yeah. time, Johnny was was he was still. I think he was mainly an organist at that time, but he right. was transitioning into was playing doing, a lot of keyboards. Well, he was starting to do a lot of good Fender Rhodes too, and some of those albums. We, but I, I never knew he worked with Nancy Wilson. This is news to me. So you're saying that you. Well, they were good friends. From oh, okay. I mean, they were just friends, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so uh, they they were. Uh, I think he had her. You know, he he had a couple of things that he had written, okay. and uh, they co-wrote, and uh, you know, and he kind of co-produced them. But I don't think anything ever happened because, as far as I I, I remember, I think she was under contract with a label or something, and uh, the label didn't. Take an interest in it, so I think that would have been Capitol Records. I think probably, probably Capitol. I, I know you, you, would, you, you would hope Capitol wouldn't give her a hard time, but you never know. It's good. You know. Capital, yeah, Capitol, yeah. From what, from my understanding, from Johnny was, the, you know, she had a tight contract, and yeah. they, they, they didn't want to. They were they 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 didn't use their producers and stuff. That was it. You know, they wasn't really, you know. The stuff that she and Johnny came up with, they they were not interested in that at all. It's pretty good stuff too. I, I, I bet it's great stuff, and they think that it's sitting in a vault. It's all original stuff, by the way. By by Hammond, the hero. Hammond and I think Nancy wrote some of the lyrics. Oh, I'd love to hear that. Oh, yeah, my goodness, that's, yeah, that's they, amazing. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's just uh, been really a treat having a reunion and hearing about your new project. And, uh, you know, when your project is ready for release or even before when this goes to air, you tell us what uh, what you want us to use to promote it and get the word out. And we'll do well, we'll do all we can for your music because this is a dynamite project. And I'm, I'm, well, I'll, keep, I'll definitely keep you in the loop. And uh, if you'd like to uh, – if you'd like to link uh, – our promotional uh, video. Will. We certainly will. With your with with this, yep. people will get. I think we'll get a, an idea more of, of what we're talking about, especially about this the studio and the musician, mm-hmm. and the and the and the and the music itself. Yep. Absolutely, and I thank you for your generosity, and I look forward to getting the word out about this this project. Sandy Fu. Thank, thank you. You're welcome, Mitch. Thank you. And uh, it's always a pleasure. And uh, anytime, anytime, brother. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. I don't like goodbyes. So I'll see you soon, folks. Thank you. Mm-hmm.